All right, before we get into this episode, I want to let you know about an exciting announcement. We will be running a major Black Friday sale on the entire Black Window Cream merch store, giving you 25% off for a limited time. That's right. Our hoodies, t-shirts, long sleeves, hats, mugs, they're all going to be 25% off. The sale will begin at 8 a.m. Pacific on Black Friday, November 29th, and it will last for 24 hours. Simply go to shopbwnc.com and use code Black Friday when checking out. All right, let's get to today's episode. Hey, if you're about to watch this episode because you're a fan of Tim, I just want to forewarn you that I cuss a little bit. I know Tim likes to keep his content kind of PG, so there's your warning. Uh, enjoy the episode. And we are back with another Black Window Cream podcast, new episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Real Verse World, and today on the podcast is one of my good homies, Timothy Dodd, a.k.a. the Everyday Astronaut. He's the creator of that channel, and they produce educational content about rocket science, currently has over 30 million plus video views on YouTube, which is insane. This is actually part two of our podcast um, because I interviewed Tim a couple years back when he had just started the Everyday Astronaut channel. Um, and honestly, a lot has changed since then. He had, At the time, he had just quit his full-time job uh, as a uh, full-time photographer. And let me tell you, that's like a huge risk because he was one of the highest paid photographers in the state of Iowa, which is major. So if you want to listen to that episode, swing on over to episode number five in our catalog and check it out. In this episode, we're going to pick up where we left off. Tim takes us through his journey of building his YouTube channel into a massive success with no formal training in rocket science and no engineering degree. Only what he calls a two-year degree in nothing. Tim dives deep into his process when creating his incredibly complex videos involving months of planning and research and the value that he places on quality over quantity. Finally, he takes us through the goal he had set at the beginning of 2019, which was to interview the legend Elon Musk, the founder and CEO of SpaceX and Tesla. And about two weeks prior to us recording this interview, he did just that. His interviews with Elon currently has over 1.5 million video views, and the story on how that interview came to be is insane. If this is your first time tuning into the podcast, you're probably wondering, what the fuck is Black With No Cream? Great question. Black With No Cream is the illest educational resource for content creators fueled by caffeine. Or at least I take my coffee black with no cream, but you can drink or not drink whatever caffeine you fuck with and still be a part of our community. We have thousands of members from all around the world working together by sharing content, asking for feedback, passing tips and tricks along to one another with the goal of pushing each other to become the best motherfucking content creators on earth. And you can join our private group if you want to by going to bwnc.com slash join. We would love to fucking have you. Please join. All right, that's it. Enjoy the work week. Keep creating. Make sure to tune in every single Wednesday and Sunday for a new episode. And if you enjoyed this podcast, show us some love by subscribing to us on YouTube where we release our In the Field series, taking you behind the scenes with talented creators. And also follow us on Instagram at Black With No Cream. And don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes because every review helps other creators find this podcast and understand what it's about. And without further ado i bring to you my episode with the everyday astronaut and the most epic podcast intro ever created right motherfucking attention if you stop this podcast recording at any time you will die i don't want to die do you want to live you have 24 hours to share this podcast with five people or you will die i'm kidding you won't die you're just weak shit for not sharing and the winner of the best motherfucking podcast goes to black with no cream what do you think it's so fucking dumb and so fucking ben haggerty i knew you would say that 
And we are back with another Black Widow Cream Podcast. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Real Verse World. Today, here on the podcast with the everyday astronaut. <sighs> Can I hire you to be my hype man? Please, man. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Dodd's on the podcast today. I've never, out of all the intros I've ever done, if you're listening on audio, then that means you're not paying attention to what we do on YouTube, but there's this awkward, uh, during that intro, there's this awkward staring session that we do with the camera, and I make all my guests do it. And I've never, out of all the people in, that I've ever had on here, I never expected Tim to be uncomfortable during that. <laughs> We've done some dumb things in front of a camera together. We have, that's I. what I'm saying. Yeah. If you don't, if you go back, like, Tim is a person that will do whatever in front of a camera and I just said stare at this camera for 20 seconds and he almost couldn't I almost crumbled tight what's that mean does I don't mean know I'm, does that mean I'm old May, yeah maybe yeah. you've gotten older now so you yeah. can't handle the the, no. the the pressures of staring at anyway <laughs> Tim Dodd's on the podcast um, if you if you don't know what the everyday astronaut is what is a quick way you could summarize it uh, I teach rocket science on YouTube and uh, my whole goal is to bring space down to earth for everyday people so um, I try to digest really complex topics like rocket science, which can be really intimidating, have a really high intimidation factor and, you know, high barrier of entry and make it and I break it down into like all the fun stories and like the all the science behind yeah. it. And, and I try to I try to do it through like an entertaining and uh, and and really a storytelling way. And and so what's interesting about this, uh, if you're new to Tim's story or if you're here from Tim's story, and you don't know me. Tim and I go all the way back to like high school, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, we've known each other. He's from Iowa. I'm from Iowa. Um, we're in LA currently recording this podcast. Mm-hmm. But Tim was one of my first guests on this podcast. Yeah. No, episode number four, I believe. Five. And yeah. so if you want to hear, like we kind of talk about the origin story of Tim and creation and his interest in photography early on and stuff and, you know, our, our story. So if you want to listen to that, the link will be in the description. But what I want to talk to you about now is kind of the progression since that happened to where you are now because it's ludicrous. <laughs> I'm trying not to cuss. I normally cuss a lot on this podcast just because that's who I am. Uh, but I'm trying to keep it PG for your audience. <laughs> My audience will appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I it, it's ludicrous how we were just ch- checking like stats because I think at the time we recorded the podcast the first time you had been you started Everyday Astronaut the actual YouTube channel mm-hmm. a year maybe before that mm-hmm. or maybe a year and a half at that point about a year yeah a year you yeah. ran it for a year and had no real traction at all yeah like it didn't do numbers like Mm-mm. for the amount of time and energy and the content you were creating right the payback and subscriber uh, growth or whatever wasn't really oh and it was definitely not a living like not at all yeah. i mean i luckily had a you know a savings account right and you know and and audrey who i was with at the time she, you know she had a, a decent paying job so we could afford to have me to risk take the risk on the line yeah because right. it was a grind with no return right and it's not about the return but like if you want to keep doing that it has to be financially valid. Well, and I think it's like if you hear of anybody that starts up a business, they could have the greatest idea in the world and they sit there and pound at it and eventually it's like, does it work or not? If it doesn't gain traction, like how much time do you continue to put something, put energy into something before you give up or move on to the next idea, you know? Exactly. But for you, it was like, I, I know if I stay consistent and create consistency, something can happen because I'm so interested in this topic of space that other people will be, right? Well, and for me... Like, yeah, I, I knew because I didn't have, I have no formal training at all. And I don't have an engineering degree. I don't even have a, a four year college degree. I have a two year degree in nothing. Right. And, <laughs> and I, shout out to Hawkeye. yeah, shout out to Hawkeye. And, uh, 
And I know my path that it took for me to learn rocket science, you know, and for me to like be enlightened on these certain topics that are really complex things. And I, I, I still, is, they're still fresh enough in my head that I, I get excited by that learning process. Right. And I'm like, yeah, that, oh, when I finally figured out how, you know, the, the rocket equation works, like that's so cool. So then like, I still have it fresh in my head that I want to be able to teach it to people, you know? And you're talking about learning that when, like you're talking about how I still have it in my head from what, like grade school or something? No, no, no. Within the past five years. Oh, right. Five years ago, I couldn't have told you like what a solid rocket booster was versus a liquid fueled rocket booster. Right. Like I had no idea. But you were just interested in the hobby of it. Yeah. And as I learned more and more, I, I wanted to learn more and more. Right. And so like, I realized that clearly there's a, a, again, that high barrier of entry that can be really intimidating. And I'm reading all these forums, you know, I'm on Reddit all the time reading, like the SpaceX stuff and, and really paying attention to that and all the NASA things. And I'm seeing similar questions over and over and over. And I'm seeing like people really have it like, I don't get this, you know? And so then I was like, well, I, I finally did get this. Right. I bet I could teach some, you know, right. Make it, make it approachable. Like, and I liked answering people's questions, you know, yeah. online. So I guess it was like stemmed from that, you know, but what I think is so interesting is like, <clears throat> like Dave said earlier, like when we were watching, I don't know what we were looking at. We we're watching Elon's interview or you had called me to talk about, getting it approved or whatever. Yeah. And then Dave, we were talking about it and Dave's like, so did he care about, uh, space before he started this? And I'm like, I really didn't. I don't know. I think he just generally was like nerdy about it, like interested in it because yeah. when you announced, like when you started doing it and you started having a passion for it, you were like showing old pictures that you used to draw of like spaceships back in the day. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Like a yeah. kid would be obsessed yeah. with that stuff. But the origin story of how this came to be in a nutshell is the funniest thing on earth. And we talk about it extensively in the past podcast, but yeah. in a nutshell, everyday astronaut stems from, uh, I bought an old spacesuit as a joke, <laughs> as a joke, like on a, on like an eBay type website. Literally. Yeah. Like I was sitting at a coffee shop and saw this thing pop up and I was like, you know, I, and I was doing photography full time. Right. I was, you know, starting to really pay more and more attention to space stuff. And like that was becoming, so that's why I was surfing on like a website that had a bunch of space listings because I was starting to care and, th- and think this stuff was cool. <laughs> I need you know, know. I, I should see if there's a, you know, <laughs> space related things I could buy in, and have in Iowa. Yeah. I mean, basically it was like, what, what could I, what could I do? And so I was looking for stuff that I could afford and no one had bid on this like Russian high altitude flight suit. And I was like, that would be sick to own. Right. And I didn't really have any plans for it, you know, or anything. Yeah. But that's kind of how it all started was it came to my doorstep and eventually I started taking pictures of myself in it. Right. As kind of like an art project. And, and as I learned more and more about space flight and the history, I started like trying to hide Easter eggs and all that stuff, you know, in those pictures. And that's, that is what clicked and made the library of, of, of all that stuff kind of click in my head was this art project. Right. And then I wanted to take it from an art and I realized the value of education and teaching and the value of what I had gone through to go from, I know literally almost nothing about this. I like it. I, I, I like space, you know? Yeah. But then to actually like learn about it and to learn about space, specifically space flight. I'm not like a, I don't know much about astronomy really. I'm like really bad at like planetary science and stuff, but rockets, like I know those in and out now right. really, really well. And I, I know my journey that it took just as a casual observer to be able to get to that point. Right. You know? Yeah. It's so interesting. I feel so as a, from a creative standpoint, right? Most of my listeners are at creative community. Yep. You've developed a way to turn having a YouTube account into like your full-time job. Like, yeah. And so what people might not know is you saying you took photos of the spacesuit with you in the spacesuit. Tim is like one of the high, highly highest respected Photo- wedding photographers at the time and just 
photographer in general, but like you, your main gig was doing weddings mm-hmm. at the time. So mm-hmm. you were doing weddings every single weekend, booked out yeah. all year long, mm-hmm. charging pr- higher than most people were and getting hired because of your work. Mm-hmm. So when he's talking about taking photos in the spacesuit, like <laughs> they were super creative images where you were the first series we were doing Photoshop stuff, weren't you? Yeah. And so you, he, it looked insane. Like at one point it's like a shot of you trying to fly off a building and you're falling mid city, but you, yeah. you took the photo of the buildings yeah. probably when you were traveling somewhere, yeah. wherever you were at and then comped himself in and made it look really creative. But that photo series boomed on Reddit. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like at that moment when it took out, like when those photos, they're so creative and we all love it. And we thought it was funny. And like, mm-hmm. I would help you like the shot of you yeah. walking the dog with the drone. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's like, yeah. We, we found ways to get creative right. while we were just having fun, yeah. you know, just messing around. But it goes crazy on the internet. Yeah. Does that kind of peak interest? Like, maybe if, I, like, this is fun, maybe I could kind of feed more of this content to this community or contribute to the community that I'm interested in right now? Oh, for sure. And, you know, the whole thing is, like, anywhere you see growth and you see a trend towards the positive, yeah. just knowing how exponentials work. And uh, not to quote Elon Musk too much, but he always talks about exponentials, that mm. they're so hard to understand that, you know, if something doubles every year, you know, and for four years, you could have a total sleeping giant. Like, oh, I went from 100 subscribers to 200. Right. Then I went from 200 to 400. Then I went from 400 to 800. And all of a sudden, boom, it, within within 10 years, you know, you'll have like a million subscribers. Right. Like, it's nuts. And yeah. it seems so dormant. But the important thing is seeing that growth. Mm. And for me, a, a light bulb did click when I realized that I had uh, an innate ability to, to draw attention to stuff. You know, like big, like some of the the Reddit series would get like f- millions of views. Yeah. Like you were getting millions of eyeballs on your yeah. photo series. Yeah, and I remember you being ecstatic. Like you'd be like, "Oh my god, dude, I'm gonna drop this, and yeah. I think it's gonna get all the up. I have this plan." Yep. And you would every time he had a plan, he would do it, which was hilarious because I don't think any of our friends, our <laughs> friend group, was like, "What is he doing?" Yeah, no one knew or <laughs> yeah, cared. Yeah, or anything. especially when you got to the point where you literally quit your job as like mm-hmm. a full time photographer mm-hmm. to take on this idea of creating a channel where you could explore space science yeah and even when i quit my job and i I had to stop booking weddings we talked about this i think like i didn't actually know what i was going to be doing no i i just knew i wanted to do everyday astronaut full-time right and i didn't know what it was going to be at the time i i still thought i'd probably do a lot of instagram stuff Mm -hmm. you know um although i had pretty much run out of photo ideas at the time (laughs) yeah i thought it was maybe going to be playing a space video game that like it's called the Kerbal Space Program and like you can learn physics and you know it's a really fun way to demonstrate things but I assumed that was going to be a majority of my like my job would be playing that game on Twitch right because you were streaming a lot you were streaming you would stream Photoshop you yeah. would show your, yourself Photoshopping your space yep. photos yep. playing this game Yep. and I would watch it and I'd be like what the hell is this game? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? What's like, this dude what, doing? Yeah, yeah, you're just like, oh, it's cool. I just did blah, 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 blah. And I'm, I'd tune in for a while and just like try to get you to say my name on your stream. <laughs> like, all right, I'm, I got to go back to work. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> Jim did a home and transfer. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't boring. know. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, what the hell? But, yeah. but the, it was interesting because you did take this leap into complete blindness to, yeah. to, to try and attempt to create content around this this specific topic like right. you were so good and still are so good at photography you could have just created a channel and been a peter mckinnon or or a, you know whoever casey neistat and created a channel around photography but you went so out of for <laughs> everyone that knew you left field to right. take on this challenge of space which i'm like is there even a uh like a viewership there right. like is but there then to there? come to find out there is it's like insane how many people are also interested in this right or how many people you've put on to becoming interested in it 
no different than you just being like, I like this stuff. I right. want to learn. Right. And you're like learning in real time with your f- fans. Like if, if you want yeah. to call them that. Oh, absolutely. No, a hundred percent. That's, that's kind of part of the beauty is like, I am still learning every day. I wake up every day. I read everything I can yeah. still like to this day, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and that's the beauty. Like, uh, uh, I don't know if we would quite want to jump all the way up to like present tense, but I, I so we'll go kind of back a step. But I think that's what I learned was that's what was actually my biggest asset as a, as a creator was what I can teach someone. Mm. It wasn't, it wasn't the ability to like draw attention because attention doesn't always make people care to stick around again. Right. You know, I'd have millions and millions, I think altogether 30 or 40 million views on images on Reddit. And it translated to, I think at the time, probably 50 or 60,000 Instagram followers, right? Which is a healthy. I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of that. But right. like the, you know, the gap between the viewership and actually the retention to keeping them as a as a follower was horrible. Totally, that's horrendous. Right. Um. And what I valued was like I realized it's not about pretty pictures because I was trying to teach people in those pictures too. I'd be like I'd hide Easter eggs and it, in the description talk about that stuff. Right. But that was the wrong venue to to teach people, hmm. and, you know, because these were things that I was excited about. These are things that, like, I'm like, it is so cool to me that Apollo 12 got struck by lightning or whatever, you know, like, and right. try to do something, whatever. And you know, it was the wrong venue for that. And I really finally clicked one day when, like, I broke down a topic. It was my first, like, where I'm going to sit and try to make a YouTube video, and I broke down a pretty complex complex topic. I did a bunch of like demonstrations and made it digestible on how it actually works, and. I realized like that's just the right venue for that <laughs> to create the, that type of like talking head working through something yeah. and explaining and explaining it. And cause no, is other resources like this elsewhere? Yeah. There's, I mean, you can look at it in, you know, there's like smarter everyday type of stuff. Right. Um, but there, and there's, uh, you know, there's a couple, there's a couple YouTube channels that, that talk about rocket science. Um, some of them are, are really like, there's a, a guy that I'm a huge fan of. His name's Scott Manley probably one of the smartest people I've like ever listened to his knowledge base and the way he can figure things out is top tier, right? Top tier. He was an Apple. He is an Apple engineer and he's like a, like an astronomer and just like this brilliant, brilliant, brilliant human. Yeah. Um, I, my goal now is to get people to his level mm. because a, a casual observer, if you popped on his video, you would probably nope out in 15 seconds, right? Because it's, it's high level stuff. But to me, it's like you're almost like the Gary V of entrepreneurs where the average person that's really kind of interested in the bigger picture, I want to build this up. You're finding a way to teach them what they need to know to be yeah. able to understand exactly. the big high end. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yep. Which yep. is super cool. Because I can watch it and kind of like I kind of am like, oh, sh- yeah. Dang. This, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. guys. Uh, like, yeah. oh, I kind of get this. Yeah. I don't really understand it or know how I use it in my normal life. Right. But like, <laughs> no, I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. But, but I think it's, it's like when I got it, like we flew drones early yeah. on and then I got interested in drone racing and I've never r- flown an FPV racing drone, mm-hmm. which is crazy. I don't know how, <laughs> but I was so obsessed with the topic. I was listening to a podcast consuming from these guys that fly those every single day. And I'm just right. like, interested in hearing it yeah i don't ha- it has nothing to do with what i do right i you know what i mean well kind of drones but well, like yeah but you know what i mean at the time yeah. it wasn't what it is now right and so i was so interested and i feel like it goes the same way with your channel like whenever you drop videos i'm like in the shower and i just turn it on just because a support b i'm like what what is he probably talking about today? right you know what right. i mean because it is interesting it passes time and you yeah. learn a little yeah. bit of something that i didn't know before right right and that's so you know that and that's what i focused on was my value as a creator, and this is for me personally, this is not everything. You know, there's totally. a lot of different venues on, right. on creation. But for me, it was like, 
I can teach you something, mm. you know, and you can come to my channel. And, and that was even a lesson that I learned in 2018 for sure. Like last time we spoke, um, I was really cranking out content constantly. I was working all like, you know, I'd wake up in the, at, or a launch would happen at 11 PM. And then I'd be like, Oh my God, something crazy happened during that launch. I'd stay up all night editing something. So it could be out the next morning yeah. to like break the news almost. Yeah. And I got so worn out from that, you know, and realized that it wasn't valuable because I was doing a lot of speculation. I was maybe saying things, I was rushing things. So I was factually wrong, which mm. in my world is a big no, no as an educator in academia. Like I, this is, this is going to be out there forever. Probably. Right, right, right. I don't want to have false information out there. And someone sees it's the first time on your channel and they're watching like this dude doesn't know what he's talking about. He said, that's, that's yeah. not right. Like I don't know. I'm not going to trust him. I'm not going to come back. Right. And my number one value is I want, when you come to my channel, when I teach you something, yeah. I want it to be as, as factual. I mean, there's only such a fact as a fact, you know, like, right, right, right. I, I, I will go to the ends, ends of the earth to make sure that what I'm teaching is, is right. You know? Yeah. And, um, and so when someone clicks on my channel, I want it to be a definitive, like, evergreen you will learn something and this will still be true in three years this will still be true in 10 years right and and that backlog that changed this year especially like 2019 i started really focusing on evergreen high quality content Mm. upping the game every single video right and between i used to care about length of scripts you know like uh my first video i was like i i cannot have a video over three minutes long no one will watch a three minute long youtube now my well, it's currently my number one video uh, is 48 minutes long. Really? Yeah. How many views has that got? Like 1.5 million. Holy crap. And it's on a really, it's on, the title of the video is SpaceX's Raptor Engine, the King of Rocket Engines. If that isn't niche, like. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it's it's, so crazy. That, it's but, about the full flow stage combustion cycle methane powered engine. That's the video topic. And it has 1.5 million. What? How can that be a video that has that many views? That's insane. And 48 minutes long with great retention with like 32 minute long. But you created this after you've kind of let go of the idea of I need to have my script. I need to make sure I hit eight minutes or I need to make sure I hit three or whatever. You just let it go and and that that boomed. I started saying, here's the, this topic is so hard to teach because the barrier, the things you need to know for everything to click Mm. is very high. And normally, a normal person would be like, okay, I'll break this into a series. Like, if you want to learn about this rocket engine, check out this video, check out this video, check out this video. Here's here's nozzle efficiency. Here's the stages. Here's different fuel types. Here's blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, you know what? I'm just going to jam pack it. I'm going to teach. If you click on this video, at the end of it, I want you to actually understand this rocket engine. I want it in context with other rocket engines. I want you to understand why this cycle is different and how it functions is different. And I I want you to walk away knowing, knowing it. Period. Right. I don't care. No arbitrary length. Yeah. Because I, me as a researcher and as someone trying to learn it myself, I'd click on a video and I'd get the same surface level thing every time. Mm. The same eight minute long video or 10 minute long video of someone explaining the same part over and over. It's like, but how, what if you don't know that part in the first place? Or what if you want to get beyond that one section into this next part? Right. All you'd get is the same idea around the same topic. And I'm like, okay. I think there's maybe a lot of value in walking someone through the whole steps from from one from page one to the end of the page, you know, right, the book. right. And it doesn't matter how long it is. When it's done, it's done. Like that's, it's so. 
what's funny is that before you started this, you didn't even your old YouTube channel. I don't even know if you could find it because you spelled your name all dumb, and it was like impossible to even like <laughs> look you up. Because I remember we still can't. Yeah, we make so many good videos, like these ridiculous videos. Like there's one video of Tim literally in a cardboard cutout of a deer, yeah, frolicking around, and he yeah. calls it frolicking deer, frolicking, deer. frolicking. Yeah, I don't know why actually, frolicking deer. It was funny. It was so funny. Yeah. But so these are the types of videos Tim would make. Random. Tim inspired me into getting the video because back in the day, like we talk about in the other episodes, like doing shooting shows and all the stuff, he'd always have his camera and I was like, oh, you have such a cool camera and I got so interested in that way. And then he would take to YouTube with just the dumbest, dumbest. ideas that we would just be like, well, this would be funny. What if we cut our friend's hair and the yeah. entire time we're cutting his hair and then we find out that his hair never got cut. And he's and we're all puking the whole time because his hair is so gross. Yeah, we're throwing up as how ugly his hair is. Yeah. And that was a video we made. That's an actual <laughs> video you can still find on so YouTube. So then go to... Uh, an interest in like, I'm going to make a YouTube video, which you never took. You didn't use YouTube as a platform as it is now. It's like a tool, right? Oh, but right. before it was just like the place to put stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which hey, is absolutely. interesting. Yeah. But then you take on this, this challenge of I'll do Twitch. I'm going to stream. Were you streaming on YouTube ever? Uh, I mean, I do. I started to after I kind of moved on to YouTube, but it was almost yeah. like Twitch streaming gone to YouTube and made video. Yeah. Yeah. Like actual uh, a piece, edited yes. piece. And yep. then you would work in streaming there as yep. well. Yep. And you started building slowly. You built this audience to the point where now you've got your, your videos so dialed into something that you think works the best for your audience and is true to what you're trying to teach. So it's like when you go into making these videos now, what is how much time are you putting into creating like an average video? Like obviously a 45-minute <laughs> video uh has to take some time to prep. What I also think is cool is that you can lean on your audience because mm-hmm. like you have a Patreon and your, mm-hmm. your supporters on Patreon who help you keep doing this every mm-hmm. day, literally help you build scripts and stuff, right? Yes, like, yes. so you're able it's, to say like, does anyone know what this means? And ex- okay. So this has been the key, I think to my success is that, um, and my, and my growth and my personal well being is having people help me along the way. Totally. Um, and for me, that's been a really strong community specifically in like in discord. I know, almost all of there's like 500 people or something in there that I know really well that I can pop in there at two in the morning if I'm still scripting and and it's going to be one of those rabbit hole things where I'm like okay guys I just need to figure out these numbers 1972 there were three variations of this rocket tell me which one did what right you know and where you can't just google that right and I'll have three people pop up in the middle of the night and be like yeah I'm on it you know so then are they sending you like resources and yeah. showing you where it's coming from so or at can... least like getting the ball rolling right. on that stuff right um because those sometimes can take me down a multi-hour rabbit hole you right know? yeah you're just and, hunting yeah and for again for me so much of this stuff is literally brand new like okay the, the video i'm working on right now uh is about a, a type of rocket engine called an aerospike engine is and that what you talked about in the elon interview yeah okay yeah. And like it, that, this is a funny decision too, by the way, we'll get to there, but this, I've been working on this video for almost three months now. Holy crap. Yeah. And the first month and a half, two months were straight up research, like legitimately me for a, how long, how do how long do you predict this video will be over an hour? Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That it's makes over an hour. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's over an hour. And, um, and I have interviews cause I asked, this is how long I've been working on this last October. I talked to, uh, the, CEO of Rocket Lab about mm-hmm. aerospikes, knowing that I was going to be making an aerospike video in the relative future. Like you interviewed when during your interview, you during talked interview, on that subject. I talked on that subject. That, that was a nugget that for was your a, future video. Exactly. Like that's how long I've been like having this in the back of my head. So when I finally was like, I am going to explain aerospikes because they're this uh, short answer is they're they're a really cool engine that promises to be more efficient, like no matter the altitude. And normally, like a normal rocket engine is most efficient at one specific altitude. Okay. So as you know, as Didn't you know that. as you ascend, like 
uh, they get less and less, or they actually get more efficient, but they get more and more out of their like optimal range. Right. And then normally a rocket like stages, and you, you start off with a brand new stage up in space, and that has a, an engine made for the vacuum of space. Got you know? it. And, <laughs> I'm learning so much. So like <laughs> and, what you're saying is, this is like if you have a real Sony battery and you buy the knockoff in the <laughs> Sony batteries. <laughs> no. For all my people out there that like, yeah. don't know what... <laughs> well, or it'd, it'd honestly be like... Uh, well, any, okay, so it's, it's almost like having a good still camera and a good video camera. You know, like, and right, there's... Right. Uh, the promise of one that can do both as good is, is right. a high... That's a high thing to you know yeah, good luck you yeah, know yeah, normally yeah. those still those worlds are still yeah still you know, there's lower megapixels but the 4k video is it, so good exactly this, like, yeah, I got like, you. it's the same thing and an aerospike engine promises to be as efficient at all altitudes and like the, the, this really coveted engine but n- they've been developed out the wazoo since the 60s and none has ever flown and it's this big like th- like they've been building them but they don't try them they've built hundreds of them and tested them for thousands of seconds you know dozens of tests on different very all these different companies have done this none has ever been put on a rocket and flown to space huh and it's a really weird phenomenon so i'm it's a really interesting topic because it it goes through a lot of decision making processes and for me to actually get to the root of really why is it not been used is it took three months (laughs) and you're but you're what was sick is that you're talking to the people at the top level like you have SpaceX, Elon. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, who is the other company you just said? Peter Beck, uh, the CEO of uh, Rocket Lab. Which is like an, uh, SpaceX? They're like, kind of like an up-and-coming... Yeah, they're, they're awesome. <laughs> so it's like you have SpaceX, that company, and NASA? Uh, well, then the, the, then the CEO the of another, another ULA right. um, rocket company. So you're talking to these top dogs yeah. from this, so you're actually doing deep... It's like you're making a documentary, but you're, yeah. and it's in the form of a YouTube video. Yeah. But it's taking months literally yeah. months and months and months yeah. to put this together on average what would your normal like a smaller video be like a 10 minute or these days a quick video is still 20 minutes right <laughs> like i don't have anything less than 10 minutes anymore but how often all. are you uploading I, I don't you don't have, have a, a schedule. schedule at all that's that was the biggest lesson i learned in this year is i now my new thing is if you if you follow me on twitter you will see when it's done with a trademark symbol all the time People will ask me, when will this be done? Or like, when's it coming out? Blah, blah, blah. And the answer is when it's done. <laughs> when I'm done with it. Yeah. I'm not going to rush this some, for some arbitrary reason. Yeah. I don't care about upload schedules. Okay. Because this is backwards. This is not normal. I know. I'm interested to hear your theory on this. This Keep is going. not normal. Um, it, to me, I know that YouTube is pushing more and more to have people watch the content like they would Hulu, Netflix, you know, binge through long form content. They don't want people spent time having to surf you know, if so, a two minute long video in two minutes, you're going to have to find a new video. Right. It's probably not going to have that great of retention. Right. If you can show that when you put a video out and YouTube and your audience will watch it the second it's out and they will watch it all the way through because they are so excited about it, then you are like, that is going to be YouTube's like child, you right. know, poster child. They will gladly continue to recommend that to other people of similar interest. Which by testing that you were like recommended by YouTube on their homepage, right? Mm-hmm. Your channel was rec- recommended or yep. honored or spotlighted yep. or whatever. Yep. And I've been on trending a few times, you know, Yeah, which, which with not very many views, well, I still don't know how the hell trending page works because it's like, <laughs> I didn't have that many views. You know, there are other videos with way more views in that same yeah, period I don't of time. Know. But it was considered trending, and I don't know if it was like manually chosen to be trend. I don't know. Right. No one knows the trend. I don't care that much about the trending page. What I do care about is that um, the content is what it's supposed to content be. Content is king. Hmm. Period. And and if you're rushing a video out because you feel like, oh, I told people it's going to be out Tuesday, 
and I'm just going to rush through this and just get it out. Then you go back to like your failures of uh, misleading facts exactly. and things like that, which isn't what you want to be putting out. Which is not what I want to be putting out. I want to be putting out the highest quality uh, visually. So there's good visual representations of some of these complex things. Okay. I want the research to be thorough and, and correct. Mm-hmm. And so again, for this aerospike engine, because a lot of these things were developed in the 60s, I had to go through net old archives, like digital digitized archives of you know 200 page PDFs find the actual numbers that they were getting on the test stand, which you can't search by the way, because they're so old. They they're like too crappy for the PDF to do the, the proper search. Right. And like, that's, that's the type of stuff that I do get help with. Where I'm like, guys, we got to find these numbers. And people were, we were spending weeks on that, you know, trying to find these really obscure numbers because that's the only way you can actually compare it to the other. That's a real documentarian. Like you yeah. really are creating documentaries, which is basically, yeah. But okay. So, <clears throat> so going off of that, right. The typical thing that you see everyone practice or at, uh, uh, preach on YouTube is consistency and having a upload schedule. Mm-hmm. And if you miss that, you're messing up everything for your audience, blah, 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 blah. You literally are going the exact opposite way yeah. where it's just like, I might not upload for two months and you guys just better be cool with it. Yep. Obviously, you don't want to go that long and you'll probably find filler content for in between. Yep, but exactly. And you have the option to stream. Yep. But do you think... <clears throat> so if, if, if Game of Thrones just told me that they're just going to upload those episodes whenever they kind of get them done everyone would go crazy right they would go nuts but they don't have to because they have the resources of funding and, and no, things but think like that, about right? what would happen if they're like hey actually we didn't quite finish episode eight uh we're still working yeah, on it totally that would drop more attention than anything so but, when episode eight drops but people would lose it would be the biggest one but then we also get into the point of directors and executives and all these people having all this time to sit sit on things get opinions right blah 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 we yeah. draw something out where right. we're almost better off getting the content and moving on with our lives and we're, sure. yeah we're upset that blah 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 died and this and this what doesn't make right, sense right. but but still the story's done you know what right, i mean like right, we can move right, on right. to another tv yeah, series right but what i'm getting at is so artists, all these different people, everyone gets funding to produce their content, right? Mm-hmm. Right now it's just you. And then sometimes you have the help of other creators besides your discord for like scripting and stuff. But yeah. like, it's usually just you yeah. banging out the content or yeah. someone helping running a camera. Yeah. I'll have a, a cam up. Yeah. I came up. Right. You know, Michael. Michael. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Michael. Yeah. Um, so you, it's usually just, well, he's, he's starting to do a little editing with me now, which, which is amazing. Great. So that's what I'm getting at yeah. is I always think it's funny how you, it's you've you've put the burden of it's just being you because it came from you're an independent well, person you know what the problem is hmm. and michael and i talked about this a lot yeah. he's gone on the past couple trips with me yeah. you know and helps the problem is the stuff that i'm teaching you still have to have that same knowledge like i'm going hey michael here's the thing the throw on this it needs to be 100 meters we need to flip it around to 360 degrees so that it's now a, a multi toroidal aerospike engine right. and all the flow has to come and flow separation and but it, could you hire researchers or people that are to, to put people on in a sense like I'm just thinking like well for him long-term. how does he animate that that's the actual problem because you do the animations because I do the animation like literally how do I teach someone how to animate something that that I'm the first one to really well, do this type of animation you could still do you could still I don't know by the time I'm I, just trying to I'm I trying know. to see what's the solve because what if everyday astronaut channel was releasing a regular scheduled program that was at the at the uh the level that you're producing right now where it's not a, you know what i mean if you could upload these videos you, you obviously you know this this long one that you're working on right now would take months to do right. but that's just comes out on a scheduled day right but if you went scheduled do you think that your, your growth would boom it would probably grow i mean there's no doubt that there's a pressure for me that when i do a video that's performing well of course you see an increase in subscribers but that's 
almost secondary to me compared to the quality of content. Yeah, right. It's like you, right now with the resources you have, it's you a lot of it's on your shoulders, so you have to work within the the realm. I'm just I, yeah. I'm always curious like yeah. who well, can I help assemble for you to be able to put cuz I'm just thinking like for me even the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's like we put this together, but on top of it I'm out touring with Beyoncé right. for 5 months and I can't focus on this and it right. sucks. But then I come back and I just want to drop. I'm like, man, we're only doing one episode. Like this episode's not going to come out for a couple weeks. And I want to be able to put three out a week like Joe Rogan does. Right. You know what I mean? But it's like, how do you change? Well, here's my mentality because there's two different trains of thought. Um, For me, I I live in the world that, okay, actually I'm on a podcast where one of the guys puts out two videos a week. Right. Hardcore. Yeah. I put a video out when it's done. And the other, the third guy, Ben kind of does it a similar, like whenever it's done, it's secondary. And Joe, who he has like six people working for him, he has this pressure that every Monday or every yeah Monday and Thursday a video comes out. Who are we talking about? Uh, his name is Joe Scott. Answers with Joe. Oh, I thought you were talking about Joe Rogan. No, no. Like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, and his channel's great. His channel's awesome. He has a, a video coming out which days? Monday and Thursday, I think, okay. or or Tuesday. And th- I think it's Monday and Thursday. Got it. And the thing is, is I don't. <laughs> he has six people working for him. Basically, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Probably that's where you have to go. He has writers and he has all these things, you know, so that, so that he can do that. Right. And I I live in, in, in my world and this, this might be backwards. This might be wrong thinking. And it's, and this is definitely nothing against Joe and nothing against that mantra. Totally. But if you're, you might be doing yourself a disservice if you're putting out so much content that people skip videos because it's like, Mm. well, I just saw their video and I'm not that interested in this one. Right. And they skip it. Guess what? I I don't think YouTube's going to, recommended as much right and it's and also with your fan base like they might there is a chance that you'll oversaturate them hmm. I, I i will beg to say that very rarely has someone ever unsubscribed because you weren't making content right but the adverse might be true you might have people unsubscribing because you put out too much garbage that's you know? true yeah if, you, like, if you're under if you're overwhelmed by trying to produce at a high level and you're producing stuff and then you go back into the, you know, the pocket you were in before where some of it, you, you run into facts being, I, I, yeah. I get that. It's such an interesting, dude, I love, I love it because <laughs> the, it's the wild, wild west. Yeah, it is. You're doing it something is. that Logan Paul didn't do. Right. And I'll talk about him just because I'm looking at people that perform at the right. highest level or Casey Neistat was right. doing every single day, right. 12 minute stories. Yep about his life yep. and it worked yep, and it, and it grew and it continued to grow. And I'm like, all right, well, if he can do it every single day, like look what, ha- you know, but I, eventually he burns out well, and he burns out and that has been done a th- million times over and over again. Like, that's what everyone is still doing to this day. Like, oh, I'm going to do a daily bl- vlog. I'm going to do this and this. Like, what, what are you doing? That's new. That was new at one point. That was cool and sexy and fun and different. And now everyone's still using what happened five years ago as their platform for what's going to happen in 2020. Hmm. Like, I don't think that's the way people treat YouTube anymore, but that's what I'm saying right now. You've shifted and it's working for you. But what I'm asking is, do you see a world where, or are you even interested in the idea of, I want to release content at the level I'm producing right now with the quality I'm producing right now more often. And if, if, if you got into a position where you could do it, say, say all of a sudden you, some angel investor came in and was like, I'm going to give you $10 million and you can right. hire the whole crew you'd ever want. And, right. you can, and it's almost like you're producing a TV show at right. that point. Right. And you're able to take your channel to the level of consistent heat every time. Right. And I have the right br- week, brilliant whatever. minds around me, whatever, you right. know what I mean? Right. Like, and then maybe the, ch- then the, the realm of it is like, yeah, I can vlog with my iPhone and just like have someone edit it together and right. make like a daily recap. Right. But you're producing television worthy, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Nat Geo style content, right. discovering, 
specific topics on yeah. this at a high level. Right. So often I'm like, does the channel explode to make right. it even worth it? Or is, is it better to have like a more realistic one-on-one some, maybe your fans would rather prefer it's your style of, but they know your hands touched the entire process. I think there's something to that. And I, I'm not banking on that. Cause I doubt very many people would actually recognize that truth that, that like every inch of this video is mine. The music, the right. animations, the all every you know, like the script. Every every single awe even is written into the script. Like yeah. that's how deep I go into this. That's crazy. Um, but I don't think that's necessarily a thing that sticks around. But the important thing for me is, I again for me, education and like the value of knowledge right. is is n- absolute number one on my channel. That means that I need to take the time for myself to learn it. Number mm. one, period. And I can't rush that. You can't. I can't. Like uh, the cool thing for me is going down those rabbit holes that suck. The things that take three, four weeks. Sometimes you won't believe all these cool little weird nuggets that I find right in history in engineering in like where something's backwards. And right. I would have never known that, that now I can pull from my own knowledge base, my own library, use those fun nuggets in other future videos, you know, pull them together and do all these cool cross pollinating where I'm able right. to weave all these stories together of like, now I talked about this in another video, but did you know that blah, 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 blah. Right. And if I started to outsource more and more of that knowledge, more and more of the scripting, more and more of um, some of those things, I, and even, even when I'm editing, I'm finding old videos, you know, like I'm going through archives, I'm, I'm looking and becoming very intimately, uh, in, very intimately knowledgeable about these 1960s documentaries that the Air Force was producing about these engines that, you know, NASA was producing for Congress people that now are, you know, public records and things. I'm, I know shot by shot some of these one hour long documentaries. Mm. I can tell you that they're braze welding the, the tubes on an RL 10 at 34 minutes in this one video about the center upper stage. Like I, I know that. Right. And so all of that to me is extremely valuable. Right. Totally. And it's, I might be in a weird, weird, weird niche, you know, a niche, niche, well, however I don't people know how you say and it. No one, no one, no one. Let us know in the comments, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Niche or niche. niche, or niche. <laughs> You're going to spell it the same way in the comments. So we'll still never <laughs> learn. That's just a problem with the uh, education. <laughs> um, but I might be totally out there on my own, like weird Island for this type of thing. Cause it is a weird, <laughs> a weird realm for me. Hmm. But I do know what what I personally value and what is important to me and what's important to my channel. And I let everyone know that quality is most like that's part of my brand is I want people to know that I'm not going to go out there and feed you some some breaking news idea that might be totally false in two days. I'm not going to tell you something that is, you know, I'm I'm going to go down and and discover my own truths about this and make sure that I'm correct, you know. and I push the, like I said, when it's done mantra actually probably helps a lot because people, it builds up a lot of hype. Mm. Like I will, I will, when I render out an after effects animation and I, and I get done with it and I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. I throw that up on Twitter, you know, just that, that just that clip, that just that 30 second clip. It's like, Hey guys, I just finished this uh, thing about expansion ratios. Check it out. You know? Yeah. And then like aerospike video coming soon. Right. And, and it get, builds up hype. For it the builds video. up hype and people see these previews and they're like, Oh, that's cool. I've never seen that. And I also get feedback on that. So sometimes I'll have people like, Oh, you misspelled this. You mispronounced this. Uh, you know, well, that's not quite right. You're, you know, you should be at 0.6 bar, not 0.4, but whatever, you know, you're able to go back and tweak. I can tweak it then. So by the time the video is out and by the time the video is out, I've had hundreds of eyeballs on it already Mm, of of pedantic people that, that care about factual accuracy and care about the quality of the video. And, um, yeah. And Twitter's blown up for me too, because of that. Like my Twitter is, is almost as I'm finally about to pass Instagram. 
on Twitter. And I never would have thought that Twitter could be a valid platform for it's me. It's crazy, right? I'm coming up on like, yeah, I mean, I think earlier this year, I think I started the year, I don't know, somewhere between 10 or 20,000 right. Twitter. Oops, and now I'm Shoot. at like, <laughs> My bad, guys. <laughs> no, I bumped like, my leg on the table. <laughs> Lost control. Go on. Uh, but I think like I'm at like 84,000 or something now. So like more than quadrupled on Twitter this year. Yeah, that's crazy. Because I'm but doing But you're using it right, like in a way that people would enjoy following. Yeah, it. that my followers and that the aerospace people would love seeing these little clips. Mm-hmm. They would love to see a cool animation of the difference between a blah, 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 and a blah, blah, blah. And they're not necessarily, when they critique you, they're not doing it in like a angst like, you're dumb. It Well, oh, well maybe some people are because they can hide behind a Twitter egg. But right. Well, yeah, people want to help people generally. And that's a thing I've had to try and I'm still trying on this. I do have to remind myself that last time the pedantic. I want the pedantic, but the tone can be so hard to interpret. You know, totally, I can just see it as like, I, I, that can ruin me. That can level me. If someone's like, you idiot, this yeah. is not, and you just spent 25 hours yeah, creating on this, this one, one thing. thing. Exactly. And it, it sucks like that. That's something I've had to learn and I'm still dealing with it on a mental level. And I think all creators deal with some totally. form of that, yeah, you know, absolutely. bullying and all that stuff. But, but it's a huge value though. Mm. It's a huge value. Yeah. If and you can wean through all the week. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I know my product inside and out then by yeah. the time it comes out, like in every video, I swear if, <laughs> if my first video and I told you it's, I think, uh, well, last time we spoke 2018, I, would cringe so hard looking at my first video now. It looks like it's colored with a beige crayon by a third grader. Like uh. the color grading is the worst. I'm yelling. The mic is literally, <laughs> I think, on the opposite side of the room. Like it sounds like I'm in a shower. I mean, it's. Uh, dude, I was just watching the podcast we did with each other and yeah. I didn't record video. Right. And so right. Yours, your episode is the only one I never recorded video. And yep. on YouTube, it just it's this long apology of me saying like, hey, guys, sorry. But by the way, I bought three new cameras and they shoot 4K. So expect better quality from now on. I'm literally using the video to apologize for my like for not putting my GoPro up. Right. I, right. I totally understand. The, yeah. But that's also cool because people can see progression. Yeah. And and if you're not embarrassed about what you did a year ago, you're not growing facts like a year ago. So this is another big thing. A big thing on my channel is I have not touched my spacesuit in 2019 mm. at all. And you used to use it in every single every video. Every video, everything was branded. I thought the brand of everyday astronaut was that spacesuit because it started off as that art project. Right. And I assumed that I had this audience, a you know, decent audience on Instagram. I thought that when I took it to YouTube, I had to continue that because that was the brand, blah, blah, blah. Coming to find out after enough people yell at me for why is this idiot in his pajamas? Why is he blah, blah, blah. Again, that same type of truth of like, there are, there's probably never been one person that watches one of my videos that goes, ah, I'm not going to listen to this guy. He's not wearing a spacesuit. Right. But the adverse is definitely true where people would click on, why is this guy wearing, what, what is this? Right. Click off right yeah. away. Like, and that was weird to me because it eventually I got sick of it anyway, like just comfort wise and, and the, yeah, you would go to, I remember you went down to wherever in Florida and you <sighs> stood outside and people wanted pictures with you yeah. here. There. It was like a hundred degrees. Yeah. 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 Space like here. it's dumb looking at it now. Like it's embarrassing even already. It's a signature. It was, it, it was it a signature from. and it was where it came from, but I'm already like, man, that was divisive. Like people did not like it. And I heard plenty about, and I didn't take that feedback for the first almost well wait a uh, year and a half of the channel right it took me until the end of 2018 to be like nah spacesuit's done right you know and it was because i started doing a couple of videos where like i was going inside spacex you know and i'm not gonna walk around <laughs> spacex with like you know that's just that's unprofessional if anything yeah 
uh, and and uh, uncomfortable and well, cumbersome. Guys, you guys yeah. don't dig this? Like, yeah, well, well, you guys, guys like space and stuff. <laughs> That's what my channel is about. You guys, is yeah. Elon here? <laughs> Where does he live? Where? <laughs> I need to drive down that tunnel. You which, got <laughs> which one? Which one of these do is my ride? Huh? Yeah. Where's that red car that you guys are? Is that already in space or whatever? <laughs> I don't really know what I'm talking about. <laughs> But there is, there's definitely something there. And it took me a long time to realize that that wasn't the brand, right? You know, that's what the brand was on Instagram as the art project. But it's more so about what you're going to get from the videos, the concepts, the, it's, the knowledge. And I had seen people tell me, man, this, I, I love this guy's content, but I can't stay in that space suit. <laughs> I saw that all the time. Like I should have listened Just, to that no, right away. A red flag right away. Yeah. Hmm. But it, I was so. I thought I knew what I was doing. I thought I knew like, this is the blah, blah, blah. And yeah. And then like looking back at it now, it's like, oh man, like I don't even want, I, I'm going to redo some of the videos that I like right. where I was wearing a spacesuit. And the other thing that changed for me is again, because I'm a, I'm a visual learner right. and because it's YouTube and it's visual, like why wouldn't I use a lot of graphics and stuff? I used to be probably 80% my face on camera and 20% like B roll and some graphics and overlays and stuff. Right. right? The adverse is true now. Like I only use my face if I, if it's like, I don't need to make an animation for this or yeah. B roll. It's like only to maybe transition between topics. Otherwise my videos are all graphics now mm. because like it's my face. Yeah. Talking heads aren't, but yeah. it's also, it also can help to mix it in every once in a while. Like yeah. just by natural, you, oh, it breaks you need it, it for sure. You don't yeah. have a suit anymore. So there's no like sore thumb. Right. And then people can kind of tie your face. The, the, the other thing that's true, going back to what you were saying about how, people might not notice that you've touched every inch of every video you've mm-hmm. ever released, you know, it, the ability to care so much about learning the topic that you're talking about. And I think this goes for any creator because mm-hmm. you get into something because you like the, eye. either there's two, two reasons why you get into it. Cause you care about creating art. You're inspired by three. You're inspired <laughs> by someone that's doing it that you look up to, mm-hmm. or you're trying to get money. Right? right. Right. And so when you come into it, if all you're focused on is growth and money, you're going to care less about the art. Therefore your art will be probably pretty terrible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But when you come into it and focus on art, money may come later. Like, but yep. that usually isn't like your the main fuel behind it. Right. Right. Especially for the, when a, uh, for a year you make 900 bucks or something. What up creators. I want to remind you about our community at jointhehomies.com. The homies are the squad of legends who support what we do here at black window cream. So we can continue to build this platform into the best educational space for content creators on earth. And in return for that support, we give you a bunch of sick perks all month long, like access to our live stream tutorials and hangouts, bonus podcast episodes, and so much more. Check us out at join the homies dot com let's go make <laughs> off ad revenue maybe yeah. like you know what i mean like that's Literally. crazy and yeah. as same for black window cream it's like i care so much about running a podcast to try to give back to the creators that listen to mm-hmm. this and hopefully someone that wants to do something similar to what you're doing can learn from your story and then give back but the views were trash mm-hmm. the time behind it takes so long, so long. and y- you never know until you get a message you know what i mean well, until you get one person's message that is like this changed my life or this just inspired me right. and you're like Whoa. That. Yeah. And you're in the same boat. You're providing education. You're providing a value of we're going to teach you what's worked with, you know, running yeah. it through. It's, it's the same. Th- you're playing the same thing. You care about your content. Yeah. You don't care about, you know, growth has been a hundred percent ancillary. Like that's secondary right. to the content. Yeah. And that's been for day one for you. You've cared about quality. You've cared about really getting good interviews of people that have interesting perspectives and, and have seen success in different avenues and, yeah. and then providing a community, same thing. You're growing a community yeah. and like 
that's what matters. Yeah. If all that stuff's going smoothly, the rest will come. Well, and I think that it by watching your content, seeing how much you care about the topic, now you become this verified source almost in the sense of not like the traditional like blue check mark. It's <laughs> like people trust you like Bill Nye. Like we right. just, I don't know Bill Nye's background. I don't know if he's educated enough to tell me about blah, blah, blah. Right. But you look at it, it's like, oh, Bill Nye, that's the right. person that knows this. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I trust that he, he's going to do it no different than I could trust the weatherman to tell me like tomorrow's yeah. going to rain. So you, by showing interest and in, in being there every day and putting in the work, they might not know that you've did the scoring of your videos right. with your music or have a playlist of music that you made or even right. that you had bands before or any of that stuff. That doesn't yeah, matter. It doesn't matter. They trust that you're the person that has gone all the extra steps that they won't go right or they you know maybe they right. have a, and or that they don't need to go they don't need yeah. to go and yeah. they can trust that what you're saying is real and that this is an interesting information to take yeah. which yeah. is crazy and what and, and to talk about like the so again okay, okay i've been working on a video for three months um the live stream stuff like i had to talk totally off the cuff about all of these things so i don't even there's so many rockets that i that i don't live stream because i just haven't ever did like done this deep deep research where I can easily talk off the, you know, off the cuff about right. the, like, I still have never done a Russian launch and Russia is the only ones that are launching people to space right now still like, and they have been since 2011. That's crazy. And so anytime humans are going up to the international space station, which is about every three months, I still don't live stream those because I don't have the intimate knowledge of the entire system inside and out. Right. And I want to be able to casually talk about it. If someone's asking a question on live stream, blah, blah, blah. I want to be able to just like spitball and and rely on on that what I'm saying is is as true as it can be. I'm just not comfortable right now. If yeah. I were to talk about Soyuz, I would have a lot of things wrong. You should just stream the next one and be like, "Hey guys, I don't know what's going on with the chat. I can't see it, so I'm just gonna watch what's going on." <laughs> and just and it's just there. you watching that that happen. <laughs> Three, two, cool, cool. They did it. Well, that's crazy. The person's huh. on there. All mm. right. All right, that was it. Yep, Thanks for watching the stream. All right, bye. <laughs> Merchant bio or whatever. <laughs> You're like, what the? Uh, no, but that is interesting because it, with the streams that you do, you're constantly talking and giving feedback. And like, I'll watch the streams because, hey, I'm like, how is he streaming out in a field? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how did he get internet to be able to stream? I can barely yeah. do it from the office sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's a, it's incredible just to be able to put together the, the ability to do that. We were in Colorado for... Uh, uh, what yeah, we birthday? There? Tom's birthday. Oh yeah, Tom's birthday. I was like, yeah. why were we there? <laughs> so we were just there this Christmas or whatever, and um, or whenever I don't know when we went. This last winter, January. Yeah, yeah January. But Tim's like, oh, I gotta do, I gotta stream real quick. There's something happening or whatever, mm-hmm. and he had to like, he had his whole little portable setup, and he went into a room and used his hotspot. And mm-hmm. I'm just watching him. I'm like, I've been trying to do this from my laptop on the internet. How are you <laughs> able to make this work? You know what I mean? But you've spent so much time from when Reddit was happening. You were learning like, oh. This is how Reddit works inside right. and out. I understand it now. Now you're on YouTube and you're like, oh, this is kind of how this should work or this would, this makes more sense if I do this or if I create content like this, it might work. You study this so much yeah. that it makes sense to care about your content. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, just the last time we talked, I think you we, we did the math and I think you were at like 60,000 subscribers. Mm-hmm. So you had done a year of no love as far as like getting subscribers. Well, 60,000 is nothing to sneeze at. But I'm saying, yeah. and then with the after, but I mean, it was like consistently yeah. no growth and then it started picking yeah. up steam and then we did the interview at 60. So yeah, at 60, yeah, yeah. we were like, dang, dude. Yeah, you, it was finally like, this is working yeah, now. Yeah, you grew a channel. Like 60,000 people yeah. is ridiculous. But now yeah. your channel is at 447,000 subscribers to date which is crazy yeah. to think like it went in just a year and a half almost from our last time we talked. Yeah. It's grown a lot, a lot. Yeah. Which is so sick. And like, you just 
So let's get to this 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 new interview you just did with Elon. Yeah. So you went to I don't know where is this at? Uh, Boca Chica, Texas. It's outside of Brownsville, a very 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 southern, t- as far south as you can go in the continental United States, besides like the Florida Keys. Basically. Crazy. Yeah. Dave, have you ever heard of that? Dave's from Texas. Have you ever heard of Chotopeca, Ch- Texas? <laughs> Chotopeca. <laughs> he said Boca, no. Uh, Brownsville. Brownsville. Do you know where that is? Sp- space stuff happens there. Now it does. It didn't ever before. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. SpaceX bought like this random land with like a village there. They're trying to buy the village. There's like 20 houses in the middle of nowhere. Like this is the weirdest place in the world. Do you stay the, stay the night there? Uh, I'll stay either on South Padre Island, which oh, is tight. only five miles away, but it takes an hour because you have to drive around right, this right, big right. sound. Yeah. Or in Brownsville itself. Yeah. Okay. So, so you head down there. What's cool about this is like, I don't know. I don't think it was on the interview, but um shortly after you're like coming into 2019 you're like dude i am going to work so hard to get an interview with elon mm-hmm. like that that's, was my goal that for- was my goal for 2019 mm-hmm. and you checked that box one week ago you dropped the video yeah i don't know when you did the trip or shot the video but yeah. you went down to texas and spacex was doing what uh they had so about once a year they do almost like a keynote like almost like an apple event in a sense yeah you know a big keynote uh updating everyone on their uh it sounds insane and it, each year it sounds less insane because it's actually happening. Uh, they're showing off their plans to get humans to Mars. Mm. And like when this, the first time they really did a keynote like this was 2016. Elon showed, it was in front of thou- like 4,000 people, a huge venue. Like it was weird. There's pandemonium, people screaming to get into the doors. Like it felt like a Beatles concert, but it was awkward because the plan was so ambitious. People were just like, okay yeah okay sure but then at the time didn't you get to get up and ask like a question during the q yeah yeah i remember seeing the video and be like dang he just talked to elon yeah. that's crazy and yeah that was the first time i like got to ask elon a question at a at a press conference right yeah and you know and that was like but it was kind of awkward and, and year after year they, they show us like what they're working on how they're gonna make it happen and this year we're out there in boca chica texas in the middle of nowhere and here is this you know 150 foot tall or 50 meter tall uh giant stainless steel rocket that's 30 feet wide nine meters wide with these giant fins that's going to be flying already in a couple months for some of their first test flights and it's it's going to be the biggest rocket ever most powerful rocket when it's fully stacked um and it's when it's fully stacked it'll be like uh, like 35 stories tall basically holy crap just uh, a skyscraper yeah a shiny skyscraper and and so this was their year of like updating us on where they're at so this is like kind of that yearly thing kind of a keynote and it's always really highly anticipated because they reveal a few more like the the plans because we'll get information especially lately right. on twitter from elon about like what they've been doing but to really start to see more into the future and what's going to immediately be happening uh, this is like the big, highly in anticipated, yeah, yeah. in-depth rundown, like an hour-long. So is it invite only? Oh uh, yeah, it's yep. It's normally press only. They actually invited some of the local people this time, yeah, because it has such a big impact on the Brownsville and Boca Chica community. Yeah. Um. So they invited like local people to come hang out, but normally it's like employees and you know SpaceX employees. Maybe like a big conference where it's like a you know a paid conference that is other things, or it's just like straight up press. So how did you get in the invite? Like how did that happen? That's pretty sick to get invited to that. Well, I've been, I used to do, you know, uh, photography and stuff with other venues, like with other uh, blogs and stuff, you know, like Space Flight Now and shooting for them. So I kind of had press credentials and and that history there. And when I started doing Everyday Astronaut, like I already had contacts to be like, hey, can I still be doing this as my own thing, basically? And so I developed those relationships with with that community already. Totally. So that I am basically on the same list as as everyone else for you know for media updates because right. I'm considered 
right. bona fide media, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But so you go there, Elon, they, they do the whole thing. What's what time's your out? Uh, my out's at 11, but we're good. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, so you go there, you do this, this, uh, they do the press conference and everything and it's crazy and they're announcing a bunch of stuff that's blowing your mind or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. You get to interview Elon after. Yeah. So did you know that you were going to be able to interview him? <sighs> I was told I might have an opportunity and that they're going to try to get me, uh, that someone was trying to get me time with Elon. And how much, how many other press that were like the different people or forms of press that were there got to interview him as well? Was it just like he was ready to just do interview after interview? Because in the video, after he's done, he kind of just like doesn't have anywhere to go. So it's it was, like, was it he me and CNN? That's so sick. <laughs> and he did have one sit down non video interview like later on right uh with ours technica that's but, so sick but like yeah as far as like video interviews like that it was me Can you imagine and seeing that's it. like that's like going to an apple press event for people who are trying to compare this and, and being able to sit down with tim cook mm-hmm. and it's just you and cnn that get to talk to him afterwards right and he just announced the craziest tech releases and mm-hmm. whatever year you know what yeah. i mean like yeah so like so in, you, in my world that was like that's climbing you know mount whatever, were you terrified Everest. honestly no because you've been preparing for yeah, this for your whole life. Exactly. Well, and and I've developed a, a literal like back and forth conversations with Elon for the past year on Twitter. I know. I always see like these, you, you like somehow he engages with you all the time and, yeah. and you'll comment on things he's asked, saying and yeah. he responds. Yeah, a lot. Like Which is statistically so, the, the number one responded to person by a pretty large margin. On but it's so funny because you're like, you told me like, yeah, man, I'm, he's already responding to my tweets on Twitter. Like I know he knows that I'm here. Right. Yeah. And I'm, I have my merch and my, you, so what's the deal with your merch? You give like a, a a discount. I've had this, this has been a weird mastermind. Okay. So here's what, here's what for me, like what's going to make me stand up above all the noise of everyone trying to get Elon's attention. He's one of the most important, literally CNN got, (laughs) him and tim did too (laughs) well think about it he's in my opinion he's one of the most influential humans on earth right now yeah everybody out here has teslas yep to start with and spacex is just at the infancy like we he will go down as howard hughes mixed with uh you know tim well steve jobs steve wozniak and like all you know basically anyone that's done anything groundbreaking Right, right, right he's up there and he's going in history and he is a total visionary yeah Everyone wants his attention. Everyone wants his time. His time is physically valuable. <laughs> yeah. So for me, I started realizing, okay, what does he care about? And he is an actual engineer. Like he has an engineering degree. He cares about the, these weird minute details. So I started paying attention to like what he was tweeting about. Right. And, and really getting myself. I happen to be uh, converging paths, like getting really into some of these, you know, niche subjects. And so I started asking him questions as I'm learning. I'm like, oh, I just learned about heat flow in stainless steel versus whatever. So let me ask him that. And like, you could tell his tripping triggers of like, he's excited about this too, because it's literally what him and his engineering team is working on right now. Right. And so then he'd like answer. And so I started getting really, and I was using these questions and these answers as information for my videos too. <laughs> According <laughs> so, to Elon. <laughs> yeah. And that's actually a big part of my videos these days. Yeah. It's like, so I reached out and got the, you know, and I have like the actual source of what is going to happen. So right. I'm not rumor milling. So I'm actually getting information from Elon Musk, yeah. which is important to me. Right. And so it's been this like back and forth of like, yes, it can be. Some people find it really annoying, like pestering of like you ask him questions on every tweet. I'm like, 
it's Twitter, man. I'm not calling him or knocking on his door. Like yeah, it's he Twitter. Ignore it if he wants There's to ignore it. Hundreds of thousands of responses to every tweet, or you know, thousands right. and thousands. It's right. not like where's it, so if he it finds a question that's interesting, of course, like why wouldn't I ask a relevant question about the things that he's excited about? Right. And maybe that's old guard versus new guard. Like a, a traditional journalist would be like, I'm that's unprofessional. Like you have to, you know, schedule time to ask him some of these questions. Like right. it's Twitter. The great thing is like he, uh, here's a, a aha for me. He, he had done a few Reddit AMAs and I realized as my schedule starts to get crazier, the idea of even scheduling out an hour to sit down and do an AMA. Right. That kind of sucks. Yeah. That kind of sucks. Right. Right. Twitter is the same thing. But, but like he can not, do it whenever he, do, he wants. Yeah. Literally when he can be In going bed, to the bathroom, yeah. <laughs> he can be on getting on an airplane yeah. and just pop off a, an answer. So you started using it like that. Like, Hey, I'm going to ask him questions. Um, sidebar real quick. My mom FaceTime me and I just let her put her on cause she's a big fan of the <gasps> podcast. So say hi to my mom real quick. Oh, hi. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> hi. Say hi, hi mom. That's awesome. All oh, right. I miss your family. Mom. I gotta go. Love you a long time. <laughs> <laughs> she listens to every podcast episode. Oh, she's um, the best. So, so with the strategy of like attacking him on, not attacking him, <laughs> <laughs> attacking your strategy of getting to like familiar, make him familiar to you mm-hmm. and your goal as, and I'm sure he's seen some of your videos by just curiosity, right? Yeah. I, yeah. You, for sure, bro. Yeah. Everyone at the top pays attention. You know what I mean? Right. Like they're all curious because right. you're, they're being talked about, right? right? So if someone can show, like if someone's showing promise and grows a channel from nothing and is talking about it's like you're kind of like what are they saying about right me? you know what i mean well so for me it's a little bit of like a and this i hope this isn't sounding manipulative of like <laughs> but like but it is a matter of like again this is one of the most important people with countless literally millions of people trying to get his attention and whatever and to stand out like i again like i, I know that the value of my channel is the education right i know that my own knowledge base and what i'm learning is is relevant to what he's working on right. and things that he's excited about and then lastly like name recognition classic like marketing having a name out like in front of someone over and over you got to smack him in the face a hundred times part of me was like what if <laughs> what if i made it so because I do have a lot of fans that work at SpaceX. everywhere he goes. So what if everywhere he goes, he's reading everyday astronaut. I love it. So I made it so that if you work in the aerospace engineer, if you work in the aerospace industry, you get 25% off any apparel of, off your merch, store. off my merch store. And your merch is very much like very branded. It's very cool. It's like very branded to space and it's yeah. relative. And, and it's like diagrams of like nerdy stuff, right? You know, very, very space engineer will love this stuff. Right. And it says everyday astronaut on it. Right. right. And so I made, we had a, a patron write a code that made it so like you put in an email and it has to be a registered domain that we have listed as a approved aerospace you know domain. It pops you a coupon code, blah, blah, blah. You can check out and you get 25% off apparel. The idea being, if I can increase even a little bit, if there's a chance that every now and then Elon is talking to an engineer about something. <laughs> and they're wearing your shirt. And they're wearing an everyday astronaut shirt. That's got to be worth something, right? Yeah, totally. Like, why not? <laughs> but it, it, I think it, I mean, it worked. Yeah. I think how did, I don't know what worked really, but I'm just saying yeah. it's consistency of just being around. Like it, it's, it's no different than 
What anything well, you want to be around? If you if you start showing value or trying to add to whatever the 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 circus of all this is, it's like there's so much progression, and you want to you're involved in the ride of that progression, and you're a person that has access to other people who are interested in learning, and you're providing value. Right. At some point, if you who's this guy that keeps Twitter <laughs> message me on Twitter. You, right. you look into it. You click on one video. Oh, right. cool. He's got a little channel about uh, right. this stuff. Like, he broke this down. That's it. That's cool. Yeah. And the, I think the key is too, like I mentally, and, and maybe this actually was a practice, but like I didn't want to see, I did not want to come to him as a fan. Mm. Right. I did yeah, not totally. want to come to him as a fan at all. I wanted to be a peer. Right. I wanted to be someone of value in his community and, and to amongst his peers, amongst his, his team someone that is respected in that community. I, I wasn't trying to ride coattails of anything he's doing. I right. wanted to add to what he's doing and help explain some of the things that he's working on. Because again, looking at every one of those keynotes, he said every single year since 2016, 2016, 17, 18, 19, I want to inspire people. I think this is important because it's massively inspirational and people like basically, you know, people living and working in space and, and on different planets is way more exciting than not. Right. Like that's something he said every year. And part of that is education and is, is making people appreciate the things that he's working on. So I've, I've taken that as like, that is my goal is to take what other people are working months on these weird engineering things that are so complex, so hard to fathom the, the amount of work in the sleepless nights because titanium models and exploded under the certain condition under weird cryogenic temperatures or whatever. Okay, let's break that down, you know? And so it also helps validate and, and cheerlead the people that are doing all this hard engineering work right. and that are, sleep like think about how i mean when something blows up when a rocket blows up think about like that was i know this is like not as a big of a tragedy as you know losing human life or things like you know because there's a lot of legitimate tragedies in the world but still say you worked on a project for two years and then you watch it just go up in flames you know like that would be heart-wrenching and like in a matter of seconds exactly you spent thousands and thousands of hours years years some people decades on some Mm. some projects you know and to be able to be kind of in in a position to help curb and 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 help other people uh, not jump to conclusions, be supportive, you know, um, break down the complex things that went wrong or that went right, and you know, whatever. Right. Like, just be. A, my job is basically a professional cheerleader. Hmm. I'm professionally curious, and I'm a professional cheerleader. Like, I just want people. I want to celebrate the work that other people are doing. Totally. And make it value, make it appreciated. And, and make it so that other people see value in that and they, they, they it should be cool. Right. Like, it should be cool to work at an aerospace company. Right. You know, if you are building a rocket engine <laughs> and you're eking out, you're breaking, you're literally at the edge of what's physically possible on our planet, you know, with, with the materials provided, like that's incredible. That's crazy. That's, that's to me, that's the coolest thing we could do as right. a species is like literally le- learn how to exploit every drop of propellant to be able to perform work, to put us human beings out there amongst the stars. Like that's huge. That's crazy. It's so important. And whatever I can do to make that more valuable to the average person, I actually just tweeted yesterday, um, <laughs> total joke because if this happened, we would literally, people would die, but like a space appreciation day where all space assets turn off for one day, for 24 hours, our world would shut down. People don't understand that like every banking transaction, the shipping industry, airplanes, your phones, everything would basically go into a state of just halt. Like you're, everything, everything relies on space assets. 
the whole telecom industry, everything relies on space assets and it's the total backbone that no one appreciates. Right. And that's not even the romantic part. The romantic part to me is going out and exploring space and actually seeing, you know, having humans walking on other bodies. Like that's the coolest thing ever. That's human nature to go and explore. That's, right. that's us innately. But what people don't understand is that if, if space stuff stopped right now, like we would be screwed. People would actually die. die. Literally die. Literally die. If we got hit right now by a massive, like, you know, cosmic ray and it wiped out all of our, our satellites, which is a real possibility. Yeah, we'd be screwed. The fuck? <laughs> Oops, sorry. <laughs> like, <Just terrifying. laughs> yeah, it's like an EMP on the whole planet and we'd all be screwed. And people don't understand the value. And again, also like more morbidly, like if an asteroid came, we'd all just be dead. Right, 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 right. Like that's sure. That's the next, like that's, yeah, we got to figure that out. Dinosaurs okay, didn't have rockets. Overall, this is your, pa- after hearing this, it's like, <laughs> this is the passion that you have behind this. Right. I think that is reflected in your work. And I'm sure that's why someone set it up that you and CNN got to interview Elon at this event, one of his bigger events out of the year. Mm-hmm. Biggest event out of the year? Besides space, doing like yeah. cool stuff. Like Tesla events are really big too. Right. Yeah. But so for space, you're getting to interview him. A, so someone, did you know who hooked you up with this or was it just yeah, like. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So was it just like a, a homie on the inside? <laughs> um, I mean, it's someone that I've developed a relationship with that, and a rapport more importantly. And they just care about what you're trying to do mm-hmm. and knew that. And I've made it very clear that I want time with Elon. Someday, right. And that that's something that I think Elon would care for. Right. Because I have seen every interview with him and I know that two, there's two things. One, Elon loves to talk about engineering uh-huh. and actually the decisions that he and his team gets to make. And two, he has these pauses when he's thinking. And they'll be really awkward. <laughs> and people fill those pauses. And they oftentimes don't let him Think. get to the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so those were the two things I wanted to walk into that interview with. Mm. I want, if, he's, if there's that pause of him going, not to try to fill it and like try to do the thing that the normal interviewer will do. Yeah but to give him that space to churn and then boom, right. just he will just go off on Vomit. things. And it's yeah. so cool. It is brilliant in my opinion. Like mm. that's what makes Elon Musk, Elon Musk is like right. this ability to process in real time. And then the funny thing is his mouth can't even keep up with his brain, you know? Right. And, and then the other part is just, is just t- asking him questions about things that he actually cares about. So did you, uh, in your quest to get this interview with him, did you, was this the perfect scenario? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, because I feel like this is first of many. I feel like you'll be able to do this again. Well, that and that's the other goal is yeah. like I want to develop. I want Elon to walk away from that and be like, that was fun, right? That was worth my time. Yeah, he understood me and my engineering decisions and what I care about. Right, that was fun. He asked good questions. That's worth my time. And the audience resonated with it. You know mm-hmm. that. You well, know, yeah. I mean, this video boomed in in one week. It's already accumulated one point three million views. It was cool because when you put it out or you like sent me a, a quick like iPhone video of your computer, like you right. interviewed him. Like, oh man, it's gonna be crazy. And yeah. then I see on Twitter, you're like, stand by guys. I'm still putting it together, blah, blah. blah. And mm-hmm. everyone's just like, drop it, drop it, drop yeah. it, drop it. And because everyone knows that that was, you know, that this is mm-hmm. an influence to you and you get to interview him and you do it and you just release this uncut 17 minute video mm-hmm. where you do your interview and, it, and you respect his time too. And at the very end, you're like, all right, thanks for doing this. And it's so funny because he starts to leave like, all right, right. yeah, thanks. Shake hands, whatever. He starts walking away. You're like, oh, I'm, I need my audio actually. Yeah, you yeah. needed your um, your lavalier mic. And he turns around. So you take the mic off him and then he just it casually keeps talking to you yeah. about 
more stuff and you were able to use the camera audio to get it and that part of it was just as interesting as the first part of it maybe more more interesting even like the fact that he was willing you know i mean like think about how valuable his time is and he just turns around and he kind of didn't really have anywhere to go he just like kind of walks over some people and turns around and then he's just kind of like yeah i mean i like i'll you could tell he likes talking to you (laughs) that's the part where that's where people got a real glimpse that this is what he actually loves. Mm-hmm. Not not the conversation, but the topic. Like he right. loved talking about. Like he lit up when you know we kind of like pop back into it, and he kind of got. We both got it a little more out of you know interview mode and way right. more into just like two guys talking. Right, right, right. And so he, you could see it, and it was so fun. And so the reason, uh, kind of off the record, the reason why I, I didn't have to get approval from communications to release it as is. Sure. I like knew, they were just cool with whatever you got you can share I mean le- I basically you know yeah. yeah like you can share whatever you want really unless Elon walked away and was like hey make sure that guy never posts that video if for some reason I mean, he asked you, me about my underwear and I don't like that <laughs> but legally you could probably post it you know there's nothing right. illegal about that per yeah. se I don't know I don't know all that but just morally and, and all that stuff I wanted to make sure that this was the first of many interviews and since we had such a large portion of it that was off mic right because he took his mic off and was assumed that he was no longer being recorded, he spoke a little more candidly. Sure. He talked about things that I didn't know, we didn't know if, if it was okay to talk about. Right. So I needed to get permission and just to cover all my bases. And it was a matter, it came down to the, at the end of the day, it was basically like, this is actually up to Elon mm. if this gets shared like this. And so I had to ask Elon. Right. So you, because I remember so you, you it like, took a minute because it's Elon Musk. Someone, they, they responded and they're like, um, Hey, uh, like the only per- like we'd have to ask Elon if if right. he's so cool with this or whatever. And your response was like, "I'm in it for the long haul. Like yep. I'll wait. I- yep, urgency is dope, and yeah. it'd be great to get this out right now. But I'm cool with waiting however long it takes for mm-hmm. you guys to ask him." And then he responded to you at some yeah. point, not yeah. on email. No, he he DM'd me on Twitter. <laughs> Elon Musk slid into your DMs <laughs> and just goes like. I, I approved the video because he saw he saw like I think I think he was seeing people being like hey what's up with the video and you're like oh, just waiting for approval and, and I said and it was funny this is weird I mean, this is still a little insight on Elon and I and I need to use this to to help still place him and what's important to him what he did is he got he went into my DMs by DMing me my own response to someone you know like my Twitter my yeah, tweet was he saw that and he sent saw it to that you. sent it to me in my DMs my thing was like. It'll be done when it's done. You know me. Quality matters more than quantity and timelines. Like, uh, I'll let you know when it's ready, basically. Was like my response, which is always my response. Yeah. And that's like my brand is quality matters, basically. And he, that's what he DM'd me, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And then said, like, I, I approve of the link that, that was sent to me, basically. And I just go, thanks. You're the best. And he's like, you're welcome. Like, you know, <laughs> I kept it short like that. Just right. Like, it's, you know, right. Whatever. Yeah. So apparently he did. And I, I, I thought, in my opinion... And this is my own opinion of him and of what I've seen of him. That's the most candid, genuine interview where you can tell you get to see him cranking on the engineering decisions and enjoying um, being able to like just nerd out on this yeah. stuff. And to me, that was like the most Elon thing ever. And it's the part that often gets hidden behind some like dumb, you know, news clip or some like Twitter controversy or something. This is the Elon Musk that I think people need to see. Right. Because it's the passionate brilliant the walk back and the willingness to continue like another six minutes with you on camera <laughs> the the i'm now talking to you because i'm excited about this forget like what's you know do he didn't need to do this no not like at he all. just showed you a massive t- 
it's going to turn into a, a, a the size of a skyscraper <laughs> rocket that he designed <laughs> yeah. with his money and stuff. <laughs> and then could have like, you know, that's like, go to the after party. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, let's right. go celebrate this, pop some champagne or whatever. Yeah. He's just like, I just love this. I'm going to keep <laughs> talking to keep Tim. Talking. Yeah. yeah. Because he's just, you, you could see how curious he is. That's so cool. Yeah. But it's, it's cool to see. I mean, the video was trending on, it literally was like, I, I t- text you. I was like, dude, it's like number 20 on the trending right. right now. Like literally number 20. And then I posted on Twitter and people kept like updating me yeah. on Twitter just because yeah. you were tagged in it. And they'd be like, is that number eight right now? Right. Is that number nine? I'm like, yeah. wow, that's crazy. It's, it's crazy. And what I'm excited about is that something that was trending was complex rocket science and engineering and, and celebrating and making that like cool and sexy. Right. You know, because look at this stuff on the trending page is normally some yeah, yeah, yeah. like confetti fart right. party pants yeah. you know, or whatever. Like I lost $10,000 to the shoe. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. YouTube, yeah, you know, right, right. and here's an interview with one of the most brilliant minds on our planet. Um, letting him just go off on rocket right. science. So cool. Like, I, and I'm glad cause did you shoot at multiple angles? We shot three angles on it. And I'm, I love that. It's just one. That was a scary decision. Yeah. But it makes sense. Well, the big thing is, and people are like, because it's, you know, YouTube and people complain about everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but people are like, oh, the cameraman is moving. Yeah. Good thing. Good thing. Michael was on a Ronin and, and on a steady cam because Elon kept turning. By the time the interview is over, yeah, that you'd have I would have had cool shots of his shoulders. Right. Basically. Yay. But like, I also think d- choosing to do an unedited version of it, it, it shows like you didn't hide anything that it's unfiltered. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Cause and it feels like you're there. It's like yeah. this really intimate setting now. Right. Yeah. And that was kind of the whole goal, you know, and congrats. I feel like it was you. crazy. It's, it is. It's dope to look at your top viewed videos. It's like you have a consistent six, seven videos that all have hit over a million views. Yeah. Which yeah. is so wild. <laughs> like on, on this topic, think about how crazy yeah. that is. And then the fact that it's showing promise to grow and right. the audience is going to grow yeah. and you're, you're creating an avenue for people who probably might not even have had interest in it to mm-hmm. trip on your videos and be like, that was pretty interesting. I'm going to watch another one. Or I'm going to subscribe. And now right. then they may just have naturally grow yeah. and now they're tuning in to the next launch event exactly. or whatever. They're watching those streams exactly. and stuff. It's pretty sick. Yeah. And it's interesting if you look at the top seven subjects, they're very, again, very narrow. Like, right. But they're weirdly very popular. <laughs> is SpaceX Raptor engine the king of rocket engines? No idea. <laughs> I'm watching it like, maybe. <laughs> what I'm like, I, when you look at the thumbnail, it just looks like some stuff I would find in my, like in a cool, uh, like, uh, like a junk drawer. No, like a kitchen. Like, um, when I worked at Park Place Events Center, mm, <laughs> like yeah. the, the chef's back there, and he's using that to like pour exact amounts of like whatever. <laughs> yeah, or like, or like old, like, or like wine toppers or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But these are actually rocket engines that get you to space. <laughs> but when you click it, you become curious. It's so interesting. Um, what, what are your plans now moving forward? Like you even did a Facebook show, which yeah. was interesting and yeah. you took you took time <laughs> off from it. How do you feel about that? Like what experience wise behind it? Is, did it, it, I know it like made sense to you at the time, yeah. but I feel like you don't, I would never do that again. I would not, the traditional uh, way of shooting a product like that, where you have a whole team of people, a whole production company, you know, a showrunner, director of photography, multiple, cam- all the stuff. Like I spent basically two months because I was also co-producer. So I was working really hard on all these things and the product at the end of the day ends up being exactly what has always been done in that niche, you know, right. in, in the like field of like, this needs to appeal to every person. Right, right, right. Like you know, my grandma needs to be able to sit down and enjoy this, you know, right. whatever. But that's not the truth. Yeah. Like you don't need to appeal to everyone. 
you'll water you're going to water everything down if you're trying to appeal to the seven billion humans right, on earth. Right, right. Why don't you focus on the the three million people that really care about this stuff and cater to them? Because that'll do better. Right. And so that was the problem with the YouTube show was like or the Facebook show was it was very watered down for the average person and by average person not like average person that's into space like literally average right any like that was the you know i watched it and it felt like it was targeted towards like kids yeah you know what i mean I'm like, yeah right tim seems so animated and overly you know what i mean yeah. like yeah when your youtube stuff it's like straight to it and you're yeah you know you can be animated but you're still like feeding yeah it's like all content deep thought facts. yeah there's no like filler you know there's no like huh, i remember you, you know? going into it and you were like excited on the idea and i was nervous for you taking because you were like i'm gonna have a result of doing the show i'll have to lean off the content i'm putting out on yeah. my channel and i'm like dude that you can't like right. everything i've learned so far about youtube it's like if, if you have some growth don't stop you yeah. know what i mean like there's basically going. a two month dead on my channel and in retrospect had i just continued doing youtube financially i definitely would have been better off today doing just continuing to do just, yeah because you know yeah. I mean, after dude if you think about that and early when we were talking about you building a team i'm not t- i think traditional media that route is you know to create a show around that and think about the viewership it, it's on Facebook like how many views right. were you actually racking up on Facebook videos one video had almost a million that's pretty good actually well for, a fa- though, for, a Facebook, for that much money but no one it, watches though? that's what I'm saying people yeah. put money in, but when they say you think like oh it's a TV deal it's like you might have caught a tiny bag to take the idea on but then you have to delegate the rest of that budget yeah. to all these people oh. that they need to make this show yeah and yeah, your your normal videos of you just posted up in your apartment or whatever yeah. and you just running your mouth to camera yep. and put doing all that's performing way better way better so it's it's funny how some people get tricked into that and i think that goes back to like my ins- inspiration for youtube behind like following casey nice as him going from having done yeah, like HBO, hbo yeah and blown up a tv show he was a star of his own show did all, same yep. thing yep and then hating how long it took for them to put it out, yep. how long it took to make it, yep. how so Not, many people had control. Yes. And he's like, I'm just going to go to YouTube. Yeah. It's the same, same, same thing. Still true. Yeah. Like that. We're watching that model die mm-hmm. because it's, it's not Michael and I were just talking about this uh, again. And Michael's Michael Bowden shoots with me. Um, and he's been doing, he's been helping me a lot more lately, but like, he's talking about like how we can set up and throw a camera up and be shooting something in less than a minute that same shot exactly the same maybe a tiny bit better quality whatever you know minuscule like a diminishing return times a million 99.99 percent of the quality we will have and we will have it ready in a minute would take an hour right for a crew at least maybe two hours by the time you load in everything yeah. like really is that is that worth your time and money right no the answer is no, no. it's an actual answer and the industry will figure that out right when youtube is outperforming and that's what's so weird there's still this you know, an, an aura of like, oh, a show on Discovery Channel. Oh, I have a show on History Channel. What? How many people are actually watching that? Right. Yes, it's like a lineage, and yes, it has like this like name behind it. But I'll bet you, like, there's a a lot of YouTube channels that have way more views than that show would ever have on History Channel. These or days. consistent views, like, it, it, and take them with them, yeah, right. on uh, whatever they should, work on after Hulu that. Hulu should come to a YouTuber and, and do a video, like, you do what you're going to do, and we're going to put money behind it, and we're going to just say Powered by Hulu at the beginning. And instead of having to go to Hulu to watch it because I have Netflix and I don't have a Hulu account right. and I only want to pay for one per month, yep. I don't go watch the show. You right. know what I mean? It's, yep. like, it's like, it's it's interesting where media is going right now. And I know that, I mean, there's obviously like some cases where 
having a true DP and a crew come light something makes yeah. sense. But for like talking heads or like, yes. Hey guys, what's up? I'm outside today and we're going to teach you how to do blah, 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 blah. Do you really need to like spend all day, day long lighting right. or just throw an ND filter and put it on your right. whatever and exactly. run, let it run. You know and, what I mean? And yeah, again, it's, it's not to say that there isn't a use case for some of those productions because yeah. that there's still a thing about that and there's still uh, an art to that. There's still a whole industry behind that, mm-hmm. but it is shifting and you need to be paying attention to that. And you don't, you don't need to put that up on the pedestal. Of, this is what my product needs to be because yeah. it might be so overkill. Well, for, especially for you, like yeah. from, for, for someone to come to you with this like label aspect, like, I'm going to put, I'm going to give you a label deal. And mm-hmm. does that label deal really help you? Because the lane you're creating for yourself is the label. You are now right. the label and mm-hmm. you represent yourself. So you mm-hmm. own your masters. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. Where if you, some old head like Facebook, Oh, Facebook TV is going to reinvent yeah. the wheel. Is it? Cause I don't even know where that button is to go <laughs> find <laughs> no idea on Facebook. Where yeah. do I go look through the stuff they pay millions of dollars yeah, for every they year? They paid a lot of money for that, for their content. tons of money. And I know yeah. I have several friends that like put stuff out with Facebook. It's mm-hmm. like, I've never seen it. No, I've never, ever seen it. They shot themselves but, in the foot on that. Uh, okay. So you did that, which is interesting. And then you've gone back and I think the YouTube model obviously works for you. What are your plans going into the future? Like how you, how do you level up what you're doing right now? My only goal right now, this is going to sound insane is I want to be Walter Cronkite of the 21st century. Don't know him. Walter Cronkite was the CBS affiliate that covered the entire Apollo program oh, in the 60s. That's like sick. That's who our parents, our grandparents, every human watched Walter Cronkite to get his opinion on what was going on in the space right. like race, basically, right? And he, like, that was his, he was the, he was the face, the, the answer, the, the guy that was so tuned into it, so passionate that that's who everyone went to, turned right. to for his reaction. Apollo 11, when he took off, he took his glasses off, he's crying, you know, right. like, on air, like, the, the, he like that that's I want to be that for the 21st century I want to be when we step foot on Mars when we go to the moon again really soon I want to be at the top of that game right. I want to be the source the person that people trust and people like enough to watch and, and help put all the stuff into perspective that's which is 100% possible because what's cool about that is that sometimes it, like if Elon was constantly on YouTube talking it may be overwhelming because it's almost like he can't bridge the gap to communicate to the average person mm-hmm. because he's so yeah, smart he's and there, is yeah. so involved in it that mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to everyone else right. where you're able to digest little pieces yes. and create it and you become a source where people can just go to and yep. understand it. Yeah, it's totally The possible. biggest compliment to me is I have, this happens all the time actually whenever I go to like a company, you know, if I go to visit Virgin Galactic or whatever and people come up to me, I show your videos to my family so they know what I'm doing. Man, and that's to me the ultimate compliment. Yeah, because that means that I'm doing ex- like I'm elevating their work, bringing it down to earth for the average person <laughs> to be able to consume. You're bringing literal space slogan. down to earth for everyday people. Yeah, so sick. In and out. Yeah, I love it. Um, all right, I want to do. I, I don't even know. I gotta see if I do it. the Q and A experience. I think we have like one or two questions. <laughs> um, so we do this with our Patreon people. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you for teaching me about Patreon because yeah. it helps us out over here. Yeah. Um, I literally post this like so last minute. I don't even know. Uh, Nick just asked Tim, what are his top three favorite spots uh, to take milk, Milky Way photos? Ooh. Uh, I would definitely say Moab, Utah is like one of the coolest places. There's Arches National Park and there's like Canyonlands. It's it's really a great place because uh, it's it's dark sky. It's beautiful. It's inspiring. It's quiet. Yeah. It's peaceful. Um, that's definitely probably number one. Um, 
other than that, like honestly, like Iowa, just like around the Midwest where you, you get some dark sky out there when it's a not very humid night, like either in the spring or in the fall when the corn's gone because right. the corn actually creates a ton of humidity. Um, we get some really good night sky there. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, um, really the cool thing is like anywhere. <laughs> That's what I love about it. It's anywhere like not in LA. Yeah, anywhere not in LA. Like as soon as you have enough peacefulness and, and you know, low enough city lights, like to go out and enjoy the night sky is such a treat, right? You know, yeah. and it's literally every human has that same experience, right? You know, um, are you actively still pursuing photography, or do you not get a chance to do it as much anymore? Because, well, I so I haven't been for hire at all since 2017, basically, right? right? Um, and I'm just now, like, in a week or two, I don't even know when, uh, going to Europe for like six days. Six days of it will be purely photography with my friend Neil not Neil Price, um, but Neil Johnson. And we're just, just going to shoot photos for fun. Nice. Like as the passion, as the, for me to like kind of return to those roots. Yeah. Vacation almost. Yeah. A total vacation. Yeah. (laughs) Not worrying about, we're still shooting a video at the end of it for the last three days, but the first six days, it's sort of vacation. Yeah. No, a hundred percent vacation. Like while staging out your video and spinning. No, I'm going to try to not worry about video at all for that. I'm all, I'm only going to go and we're going to take pictures in like Prague and stuff. It was super cool. My last question, uh, my intern Darren before was like, dude, I want to ask him about aliens. What was your question? Uh, He says, yeah. Yep. Bob Lazar. They're talking about Bob Lazar. He wants to know, he wants to know Tim's opinion on the accounts with what? With Bob Lazar. Yeah. Bob Lazar. Kind of. Yeah. So Bob Lazar, he's been he's been saying the same stuff for decades basically right right? um i i'm not at all like great claims require great evidence is like my number one thing you know and i definitely think there's life out there like the odds of us being alone on this planet and the only life is is basically impossible like that's impossible (laughs) so i definitely think there's intelligent life forms and and other life forms out there amongst the, the universe um what he talks about some of it like He's either the greatest con, like uh, such a pathological liar that he believes everything. Like he may have worked for some security industry because some of his biggest claims are like he knew about this hand scanning yeah, 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 thing yeah. with I like the, the doc. you know, like stuff like that. Like maybe he worked for the company that made that hand scanner. You right. know, like the claims he makes are huge. There's some there's some things that have some substantial evidence behind him, but like does is all of what he says possible? without it, aliens basically right. you know, like that's that's my like take on that and and i would love love for us to have evidence and, and know that we actually have all this alien technology like that's the coolest thing ever right i want that yeah that'd be sick but in order for me to as a, as a science communicator in order for me to follow along with that you got to start showing me some stuff right. and showing me the data behind it showing me the science behind it and if you're going to talk about anti-gravity stuff that you can't touch your hand on it because it does all the stuff cool where is it right like don't show me this 1945 video yeah. footage. Yeah. <laughs> of like, barely able to see a light in the sky. I'll yeah. go shoot that tomorrow. Well, and it is, so Bob Lazar, very interesting, very compelling. Everything he talks about, I'm just like, dude, wow. I know. I thought it was is, pretty interesting. That is interesting stuff. I like hope for it to be real. Yeah, I do too. But I also heard the crackhead outside say something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm and the other thing as far as a, like aliens and UFOs go, we have this interesting correlation where um, for a long time, basically ever since like the first report of, of like flying saucers came out, the, the all of a sudden the incidence of people reporting flying saucers went up like exponentially. Oh, right. But then all of a sudden, like it did not correlate to the increase in cameras. 
So all of a sudden now, look at what has happened. Everyone has a 4K camera in their freaking pocket. Well, like the only footage right now is from like a, a jet in the military right. jet. Yeah, and like, it's like those are the only people that pinged this thing that was yeah. flying back and forth, which is yeah. so wild. There's security cameras on every building everywhere. We should have an, an equal increase right. in UFO spottings and UFO things right. if that's like what the evidence is. But instead, no, we get the shaky camera from the 90s of some UFO in a cornfield. Like, Who knows, Darren? Who knows? Um, yeah, I'm open to it. But I, know. Yeah. I know you have to get going. I just want, I'll, I'll wrap this up. So every interview, I always end it with um, my guest. I tell mm. everyone to go to your Instagram. So everyday astronaut, go yeah. there. Tag me on your latest post, whatever your most recent post has the time. My Whoever's listening to this right now, whatever his most recent post is, go there. Mm. You're going to tag me at Ben Real vs. World. And you're going to put this hashtag that Tim comes up with. So we both know that oh. they listen to this entire episode oh. all the way through. Because those are the mm. real ones. Mm. Any hashtag you want any hashtag i don't know if i was doing this during when we did our first no, interview you didn't uh the hashtag for this one will be um oh god keep exploring works for me yeah perfect all right go drop that um anything else you want them to do to follow along with you make sure to subscribe to tim's youtube channel for sure yeah. we'll drop links to all if that you stuff learn come hang out that's what i like to do too boom boom all right cool thank you right. love you ben love you too dog bye goodbye that's it for episode 132 huge thanks to my boy tim dive for coming on the show listen each week i'm interviewing some of the most talented creators in the world and if you ever wanted to ask any of these people a question directly now is your chance by becoming a member of our patreon community you can be a part of the q a experience with each of our guests not only do our patreon members get to have their name and the question read on the podcast but they also get access to all the other amazing perks that we have to offer like the bonus podcast episode exclusive live streams detailed behind the scenes breakdowns and so much more you can check out all those perks that we have over at jointhehomies.com appreciate you all for listening to this episode but before you start listening to another black and no cream podcast episode stop what you're motherfucking doing right now pull out your phone or your computer hop on itunes and leave us a review every review helps this podcast grow and reach more creators out there which helps us continue to create this content for you guys every single day so we appreciate that please leave a review subscribe to us on youtube follow us on instagram at black with no cream and uh, make sure to send this podcast out to anyone that you think would benefit from hearing it we love you guys see you in a few days you bitch, bitch.